Welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I'm your host, Josh Cannon, and today we are going to chop it up. So my listeners today, I'm glad that you all are here because today is a special episode. So my guest today, he is a very seasoned, experienced and professional business person in the photography and the creative space. Mr. Gavin, the owner and CEO of CloudSpot. So he's going to get on today and let you guys know a couple things about how to better run your business and how to incorporate different things into your workflow that are going to benefit you as a photographer. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my special guest, Mr. Gavin. How are you today? Hey, Josh. Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, after a great intro like that, I'll try not to let the folks down here. I'm going to have to come up with some nuggets of, of wisdom, I guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's why we have you on. You're the professional today. Uh, well, hey, I'm an, I'm an old dog in this space, so I've got plenty of war stories and, and always happy to help anyone and everyone. So I appreciate that, this. man. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, telling the people a little bit about yourself, like how you got started, uh, where you're located, anything you want to do to really introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I started my photography business just a few months into dating my girlfriend, now wife of almost 13 years. Uh, and we had our respective businesses. We were both entrepreneurs. Uh, and we just didn't love our day jobs. We liked it, didn't love it. And we were looking at each other one night over dinner and just said, hey, look, if we could do it all over again, what would you want to do? Uh, and our answer was surprisingly the same thing. And that was photography. We both had a passion for it. We had friends who were in that space and we just really connected uh, differently with you know, photography space. I love the technology side of things. She loved the creative side of things. I loved the people side of things, as did she. So there just really seemed to be an awesome mixture of what our passions were. And so we looked at each other and just were like, well, we're, we're in our early 20s. We can make a few more dumb mistakes in life if this you know, turns out to be one of those things. So we ended up just dumping our life savings into camera gear, really that next week, attended a photo conference the week after that, and, you know, shot our first wedding six weeks after that. And, you know, in our first year, we shot 28 weddings. Uh, we got married at the end of that year. When we got back from our honeymoon, we quit our day jobs and just, you know, went full tilt on, on you know, going after the, uh, the photo business side. And so, you know, 10, 12 years later, 40 to 50 weddings per year, you know, kind of was what we were on track for. Um, and we just were, were off to the races as well, right? That's awesome. So you decided to start a wedding business, get married and quit your job. So you were just in a wedding spirit. <laughs> That's it, man. And, and apparently just like, you know, risk to, you know, cranked up to 11 on everything, you know? So, you know, we were, we started the business while we were dating. As soon as we got married and moved out of our, our parents' houses for the first time, we decided, sure, let's start a business while we actually have bills for the first time. And let's go after that. You know, how hard could it be? So, Right. <laughs> would not recommend that, by the way, but it definitely lights a fire underneath you. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. When you're fully invested, you have no choice but to succeed, whether it takes one or two or three or 10 times. You still got to keep going because that's all you got. Right. That's it. And when when given the decision to either survive or die, most people choose survival. Most so people do. Yeah, most people do. <laughs> That's awesome. That's right. That's awesome, man. Um, so when you started your wedding business, um, were you having an, any issues balancing the two, like the pro the thought process of starting up CloudSpot as well as being a full-time wedding photographer, or did that come a little bit later with starting the business? Starting CloudSpot really came, I'd say, five years after we started our photo business. 
And it erupted just from the own, my own pain points that we were having within our workflow. Like my wife is amazing. And she was our editor and our designer. And so we would have a doubleheader wedding on one weekend and she would have everything edited called done before our next doubleheader the following weekend. Right. Uh, and I know a lot of photographers are just like dripping with jealousy hearing that she really was that amazing at like editing. And so the delivery of the images, the, the, you know, finalizing the client experience or continuing that journey with our clients uh, was bottlenecking with me. And it was bottlenecking in a technical way. It was like, how do I deliver these things? How do I, you know, have our brand really be a visible aspect here when they're getting those photos, when they're sharing those out? And how do we ensure that this sets us up to have lifelong clients rather than just a, a turn and burn, you know, business method, you know, business plan of just like, hey, yep, on to the next one, right? And always trying to drum up new business uh, with every new season, right? Wondering where those inquiries are going to come from and where those bookings are going to, you know, end up. So, CloudSpot came about when we were just in the throes of our busiest season ever, and I was drowning in our workflow. And it wasn't even the things that photographers normally drown in. It was it wasn't editing. It was delivery. Uh, and I just found myself being super embarrassed by the experience that we were defaulting to just to try and get these edited shoots out the door. Uh, it wasn't conducive to growing a business. It lacked our business. Uh, look and feel like we were, you know, on the higher end and higher cost spectrum. So we wanted something that was reflective of the experience that we had created for them leading up to the wedding day, right? As far as our brand is concerned. And it just felt like an afterthought when we were delivering things. And so it just wasn't sitting well with me. I looked out uh, at the market at the time, like what's out there. You got your Google drives, you got your Dropboxes, you've got, you know, some of these things that are more, you know, I would say enterprise, more just kind of like generic uh, solutions for these things, but not really tailored for this specific industry or this niche or this type of client. But we were just doing it anyways. Or we were like, oh, this really dates me. We were stomping DVDs and burning oh. things <laughs> to those and like, you know, putting those things out there or USB thumb drives, right? Wow. The good old uh, and days. again, uh, yeah, I know, right? I told you I'm a dinosaur. Um, but, you know, th this was just not sitting well with me. And it wasn't fast and it wasn't cost effective. So that's where Classify came about. It's just, scratching our own itch in our business and i was like hey like how hard can it be like build a software platform for photographers you know that revolves around image delivery you know what could possibly go wrong right super easy uh, super so, easy yeah yeah piece of cake right so once again over dinner uh, which is where all these i guess risky things take place apparently in our relationship i said to my wife like hey i have this idea that like if if, if it were if there were to be a platform that did x y and z things to help make our lives easier like this is what it would look like um, and she looked at me, she's like, I, I think we need to build this. Can you build this? And I was like, I, I think I can. Like, I personally don't know how to build it. I'm not a software engineer, but I'm, I'm a product person. Like, I know how to make it look and I know how to make it function. And I know what photographers have told me that they need in addition to what I know I need. So sure, let's go after this. And so anyways, fast forward, you know, us spending every dollar that we had and a lot of dollars we didn't have into building out, you know, CloudSpot's first uh, beta release, you know, that was, gosh, going on eight years now. Um, so here we are. That's really amazing, man. One thing that sticks out about your business um, ever since I've used CloudSpot is you always say built by photographers for photographers. And I, I genuinely feel that as a CloudSpot user myself for going on two years now, um, I've used other platforms as well. I've done the whole Dropbox, Google Drive, uh, text message, email thing. And you you actually listen to photographers and what they need on the platform. 
So I know that the more people that actually hear this, the more people that actually understand the importance of investing in both the photography side, the cameras, the lenses, the computers, as well as investing in the softwares like your image distribution, your CRM system, your CPR, uh, CPM, all of those things. So being able to do both is very, very important in a photography business. So I appreciate you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Like, you know, we on, on a team, you know, when we have our meetings, we always put everything through the lens of a photographer, right? Like it, it's not, hey, how can this thing make us money or how can this thing, you know, uh, make our life better as a business? We always like to say that we we make durable decisions such that it can be justified to our customers, our photographers, to our current employees in CloudSpot, and also, you know, to our stakeholders, you know, to our investors. So, yes, absolutely. Like, we don't do anything unless we know there is a direct impact and value add to a photographer and their business uh, and their workflow every time. That's awesome. So, I guess more of a personal question on your business. Do you find that it is a benefit when you listen to the consumers, or do you ever find, like, you get any kickback with um, saying, hey, I'm going to listen to my um, my actual customers compared to you doing things that you might see as a better way with running your business or adding things to your business, rather. Absolutely. I would say when you're first building a business and building a product, the most important thing that you can do and the quickest way to find what, you know, what's called product market fit, right, is to listen to your customers. Like, I think, you know, what's oftentimes coined as like the field of dreams mentality, right? I don't know if you've seen that movie. That's a that's an old one with Kevin Costner. But basically, if you build it, they you know, will come. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly. But they do not. That's the thing. See, you think if I just built this thing, then all of a sudden, as soon as it you know goes live, that just droves of people are going to come in. The skies will part. You know, dollar bills will fall from the heavens or whatever it might be. And it's easy street from there on out. Right. No, no. That's that's just when the work is getting started is when you launch whatever it is that you're working on. Right. When you start your business, that's when you know, the rubber meets the road. And so for us, that's absolutely what we do. We listen to our customers. We have monthly meetings looking at all the feature requests that we have. We, you know, put that through that filter of how many people can we help with this? And does it make sense for us to do this? And, you know, we obviously need to consider, you know, the cost benefits across not just the photographer in the Western part of the U.S., but in the Western part of Europe or whatever it might be. So, you know, it's, we have to look at it holistically, but 100%, it starts and ends with us listening to what photographers want in their business and what they need, uh, and we go from there. And then we ask ourselves, well, how can we go the extra mile? And oftentimes, that's where some of that innovation takes place. It's like, okay, this is the problem that they want to solve. Is the way that you know they are suggesting, is that the best possible way? Or how can we you know take it one step further? Like, is there something that technology can provide uh, to streamline this, is there something that we can on the customer service side of things, even if it's just more manual work for us, can we do that? Um, so, you know, it's it's not an easy process, but it is absolutely the most fun part of the entire business. That's for sure. Yep. And that's good. I, I like how you mentioned um, you listen, but you take it in consideration and you innovate. So that can be applied to your photography business, too, because um, speaking directly to photographers, if you're not listening to your ideal client, your niche and things like that and making slight tweaks to make it irresistible to them when they come to purchase with you, then, of course, they're not going to come, as you mentioned before. So you have to take that extra mile in your business. 100%. And I think so oftentimes we get so myopic in just what we're building and what we think we need to do. We oftentimes don't step outside 
and take a look at it from our customer's point of view, whether you're building a software platform or whether you're a photographer serving clients, hop into their shoes, go through that client's experience and say, look, look is, is this what I want my clients to be experiencing? I'm working so hard on building this thing, but is this really what they need? Right. Um, and, and really figuring out what are the smallest tweaks that you can make to produce the biggest amount of value or perceived value um, to your customers. And so that's something that we always challenge ourselves to do. And I challenged, you know, myself and my photography business, like, Hey, look, like, is this actually moving the needle in the way that matters? Or are we just, you know, have shiny object syndrome where we're just like, Oh, this cool new thing came out and I want this, right. Just cause I think I need it versus no, this is actually going to help my clients. <laughs> oh yeah. It definitely has helped me out a lot. Like using your platform, I get all the time. People say, wow, this is so professional or wow. Your images, like they came so clean and clear. Um, when I'll do branding products, client shoots and they get their images and you already have JPEG mini, uh, incorporated into the platform and like how fast they load, it makes me look good. So I know it makes you look good because we're both being beneficial from the situation. Absolutely. If you come out looking like a hero, that's that's a W in my book. Oh, I'll yeah. take it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but let's backtrack a little bit. We actually, I actually wanted to uh, dive a little bit deeper and have you explain what exactly an image distribution platform is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I'll, I'll preface all of this by saying the good news is that there are a lot of great platforms out there. We are not the only ones that do what they do. However, there's still a very specific place for us in photographers' workflows versus other um, companies out there. So the good news is that there's options. And I always say when people ask, they said, you got to find one that fits your business best. Right. It's a question of better or best. What fits your experience? What fits your workflow? What fits your type of client? Right? Um, so you know, at a high level, you know, we like to say we handle everything after you edit the photos, right? We streamline that entire part of your workflow when it comes to delivering images, not only to your clients, so getting them what they paid you for, right? Uh, but also getting images to your vendors or all the other people who are dependent on your work for their businesses to be successful. It's also extremely important from a marketing and a business growth mindset uh, to make sure we're, we're fulfilling those needs of those other people, because those are the folks that are ultimately going to help us and help our businesses grow over the long haul, right? Because they're the ones that have the staying power and can refer you, you know, tons and tons of people. Uh, but also it's creating a branded experience for that whole thing, both for the vendors and for your clients, right? So it's not just that, you know, the, the drop boxes and the Google drives, those are very visible third parties injecting themselves into your client's experience. It needs to be your brand, it needs to be your logo colors, it needs to be your voice, and it needs to be the settings, permissions, and all of the controls and customization that that client requires from your business and it needs to feel natural it needs to feel intuitive it needs to feel organic for how you guide them through that and it also needs to be something that doesn't take you 25 hours a day behind the computer to facilitate right it needs to be something that's easy for you to get in get it done get it delivered and move on uh, and working on growing your business and serving your clients so well i would say you know when it comes to image delivery we're known for our grandma proof file delivery uh, workflow which just essentially means the images that you want your clients to have, they get that in the very first email you sent. You don't you know, make them jump through a bunch of hoops to go through their gallery and request things and have nine different steps and whatever it might be just to get what you want them to have. It's right there in the first email, it's one click and you no longer have to be tech support for your clients, which is always a nice you know, sigh of relief. Um, and then when it comes to sales, you know, after shoot sales, 
we're, we're dialed in with the best print labs in, in the U.S. to help facilitate you know, more revenue coming into your business without the work uh, that's usually attached. And we take zero commission on any of your sales as well. So you keep 100% of those profits and we're just there basically providing you a store that's perfectly customized to your clients, to that shoot, to that gallery and letting them more easily visualize you know, those prints and those products on their walls. Uh, so that can in turn just give you more revenue every single year. I love that feature. I use it all the time to upsell to clients mm-hmm. because they say, wait, you have a store too? Like your own store? I said, yeah, you can just go and print what you want and it gets delivered straight to you. That that was a huge step for me as well. Like I don't have to print it, then mail it off, worry about if the mail is going to bend it up, fold it out. It's going to be printed straight from the lab and sent straight to the client. That is an amazing feature right there. Absolutely. And, you know, honestly, it's it's one of the things that I think is not talked about enough. It's one of those things where a lot of photographers go, you know what, I'll do that later. Or it's, you know, at the bottom of their list and like, you know, that'd be nice, but I don't really need it. I'm telling you, you need it because your clients or, and if not your clients, their relatives, their friends, their family, anyone they share your photos with, they are printing them. They are buying things of those photos. They're just not buying them from you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always use the analogy uh, recently of like DoorDash or, or Grubhub or something, right? Like, you know, there is a, people will pay for convenience. They will pay more. So, you know, people say, ah, oh, you know, those go printed at Walmart or Costco or whatever. First of all, A, that quality is nowhere near what you'll be able to deliver them. But second, um, they will pay more if all they have to do is click through that in their gallery to have it delivered to them with the peace of mind of the quality that they're going to get. So if, if people pay $12 to have a cold hamburger delivered to their door, rather than going to the drive-through, they will absolutely pay to have beautiful professional prints from their trusted photographer uh, ordered straight through their gallery. Absolutely. It's a no-brainer. Absolutely. And if not them, their friends, like um, another example on that, if you do a birthday shoot or a wedding shoot, a easy way I've done, I think one or two weddings in the past where I was using CloudSpot, I get my email list. I not only send that album to the wedding couple, but also the entire wedding party and easily five, six people may purchase a print as a gift back to the couple or just to have for themselves. And it's just an easy way. No work is done. And it's, it just keeps it going, keeps the money coming in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. And for a lot of our users, it's a lot of it coming in every single year. If you do digital sales, uh, if you sell packages, whatever it might be, it's extremely profitable. I kind of get a behind the scenes look at just how much photographers are making through their print store every year when they really uh, begin to focus on it. And it's absolutely worth it. Right. Right. I agree. Um, that was a really good explanation of that. I'm glad that you put that. So if you are listening right now, right now, make sure that you go and rewind that and write that down on how having an image distribution platform, not just CloudSpot, but anyone in general is going to make your life a lot easier. Um, my next question to you, sir, um, I want to ask, how can a photographer implement CloudSpot into their workflow? So Yes, we know that we need to get images to clients, but in your opinion, where does that fit into the workflow of the everyday photographer? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as, I would, as I always say, it's after you've edited the images. So once you've gone through, you've called through them, you've worked on them in Lightroom or in Photoshop, and you've kind of got them to the point where you're ready to proof and share this with either one or all of your clients, uh, that's exactly where CloudSpot 
Cloudspot fits in in your workflow, like to the degree where we actually have a Lightroom plugin to where you can export directly to your Cloudspot account and collections, such that you don't even export them first from Lightroom before uploading them to us. So that you know, if that doesn't say exactly where we envision ourselves being injected in your workflow, I don't know what does. So it's right after Lightroom, it's right after editing, upload to us, create your client-facing galleries, activate that store, send out those download links. Uh, that's where we live. That that's our zone. Um, uh, and I will uh, put a little asterisk next to that, not to let the cat out of the bag too much. That That is where we are, and that is a part of the workflow that we serve as of right now. Okay. Um, ask, ask me in three or four months where we are, and uh, and you might get a different answer. But gotcha. that's all I'm going to say. For, that's all okay. I'm going to say for now. Okay. One thing I do, um, a feature I want to mention is you can real time see when clients are engaging or interacting with their albums in CloudSpot. So I can be out getting coffee and I can send out the proofs to a client and I say, hey, this is your album. Just go through and heart the ones that you would like to be edited for the final distribution. And in real time, I can see them open in the gallery. I can see them hearting the ones that they like. Then all I have to do is go back into Lightroom and just edit those specific images. And then another way, when they want to upsell, I send them, me personally, the best of that album set. And then they say, well, I love these, but I also like these. And I say, well, just add them to the album. I'll see the ones that you like. Easy way to upsell outside of the store itself, but like right in the app. That's an easy way for me to upsell for my clients. 100%. I think we as, as creatives are always looking for that validation from clients, whether we admit it or not. Like it's, I think it's inherent to us. Like we're just like, you know what? Once they send the photos, like, do they like them? Did they open it? Did they get it? Have they shared it? Like oh, yeah. you're just kind of waiting. Right. And right. so our notification center, which I feel is one of the best out there for photographers, it will tell you even if they're viewing that gallery on a mobile device or not, if they're downloading things to their mobile phone or if they're downloading to their computer or if they've requested it, or like you said, if they've you know favorited an image or a whole batch of images, you have those insights, you have those data points and you have that feedback loop. Even if your clients never even say a thing to you after you deliver, you always have insights into what they're doing and what yep. their friends uh, and family are doing, which is just huge. Yep. You can see it real time. So like you said, even if they don't say anything to you, I see it. Sometimes they're like, well, how did you know? I was like, well, I'm, I'm tracking. <laughs> I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. But um, in your personal opinion, what would you say your favorite feature about CloudSpot is? Oh, gosh. I'm, of course, not biased at all. Uh, I would say... I would say one of the most underutilized features that has such power uh, is really, uh, and it's one of these things that I did a, a demo with someone at a conference a few years ago and she stops me. She grabs my arm and she goes, Gavin, why didn't you tell me about this thing sooner? She's like, you need to tell every single person whenever you demo this in the future about this thing. So I'm like, okay, so I'm making good on my promise to her uh, right now. So uh, what you can do uh, is you have the ability on your CloudSpot side of things. Let's just say, uh, let's take a wedding, for example, we're talking about those. Let's just say one of the vendors comes to you and let's say it's the Kate person and they go, hey, you know, it was great working with you. I would love any images that you have uh, of the cake. If you could send that to me, I would love to put it on social and give you credit and all that kind of stuff. So of like maybe 800 images that you've delivered, there's like two, maybe three pictures that are like relevant to that particular vendor, right? What you shouldn't do, you know, if you're a photographer listening to this, 
don't send them the link to the whole gallery and just say, Hey, go sort through 800 images, spend 15 minutes of your, you know, valuable time and, and pick the ones that you want and just go get it. Right. That's, that's not how you can go the extra mile. That's not, it doesn't make that vendor want to work with you or have you stand up. Um, what you need to do instead. And I guess if we could all wave our hands uh, and create the magic, we would just say, look, I just want those three images to go straight to them at exactly the size that they need for social media. Like, why can't I just do that and make it a, a pleasant experience? Well, with CloudSpot, you can't. In your CloudSpot dashboard, you can scroll through. You can select one or more images, just like standalone images in your dashboard, and there's one button to click that will say email. And that allows you to send an instant download link to anyone, to those three or four images or however many you select at whatever size you want, with or without a watermark, and you don't have to send them through the gallery. You don't have to send them hunting for those photos. You give them exactly what they need at the exact size you want them to have for as long as you want them to have it, and they still get a beautifully branded email from your business, your logo, your colors, and there's that button right there in that email and gets them exactly what they want. I've done it countless times with vendors, and I can't tell you within five, ten minutes, those images are on social media and I'm getting tagged. So, yeah. First anyway, off, that's a feature I think that's worth its weight in gold right there. Yeah. First off, I'm going to say I did not know that feature was there. So thank you for letting <laughs> me know that you have that. And second of all, that is so important when it comes to including networking and going the extra mile for other people included in the photo session. Um, I don't currently do a lot of wedding uh, events and photos and stuff, but I do find myself more so doing more branding stuff. Um, so mm -hmm. that situation can apply the same way, including other people that are a part of the team the makeup artist, the hairstylist, uh, the business owner, her personal assistant, possibly anybody that's included in the uh, photo session itself, like the models themselves, the models love to have pictures of themselves. So why not use that mm -hmm. as a way to include them as I call them as your um, walking billboards, if you'll say, because they, if they can say, Hey, this is the photographer that took the pictures of me at this branding session I was hired for. I love them so much. Now you have people that are basically marketing for you indirectly without you having to do anything. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. And, and being able to do that and accomplish that within about 15 seconds in your workflow, uh, allows it to be scalable. Isn't, isn't a huge time suck on your side uh, and still lets you come out looking you know, crazy professional, way more credible, uh, and provides that wow experience. Hundred percent. Yep, I agree. Um, so things in, that you see from just looking at and talking to other photographers in general. Um, what do you? What would you say? Some of the wrong ways that people are using CloudSpot and not optimizing it to its truest potential in their business. Sure, that's a great question. And I'll preface this by saying, you know, photographers might be doing this like what we say is the wrong way, maybe because they just don't know it's possible to right, do it right, any yeah. other way. Right. So, you know, maybe it's a failing, maybe it's a failing on our side to educate, but I can tell you what we're seeing. And when our support team sees it, um, we just go, Ooh, you know, this, this, they could be doing so much more. Right. Well, of course the first one is if, if you're not giving your clients the opportunity to buy something through the gallery, you're just leaving money on the table. So first it's, it's the flip of a switch and it, you know, it can add thousands of dollars into your pocket every single year. So first of all, flip the switch, sell, add your markup, you know, customize what you want clients to be able to buy and not buy. Like we streamline that part. So that's the first and foremost. Uh, second thing I would say is organizing your galleries. So especially if you have larger shoots, um, it's breaking that shoot up into digestible parts and sections within the client experience to allow them to quickly navigate to those things whether it's the first view or the hundredth view and they want to show somebody, definitely leverage that. So we allow you to 
drag and drop and upload multiple folders at a time to a collection. Um, so you know, leverage that, take advantage of that because it really helps your clients when they're trying to go through uh, and go through all those photos and share them out. So that's definitely one thing that we always recommend and don't see done enough. Um, and then one thing I would also uh, recommend is with CloudSpot especially, um, and it's how we do things differently, is we allow you to create, and I know you've probably experienced this, we allow you to create as many galleries and mobile apps per collection as you'd like. Um, every other gallery company out there, basically if you upload something, you can only create one gallery from it. If you want to create a different gallery with different permissions or access to whatever, you need to re-upload those photos, which takes up more storage, takes up more time, right? So for us, we don't duplicate your storage uh, and we still allow you to create as many client-facing galleries as you would like. So now we're talking about vendors, right? One gallery could be for your clients that has most of the folders of images in there with perhaps downloads turned off. But you could create another gallery within seconds that allows another folder for just your vendors that have like your highlights on there and that's the only thing that's visible in there, perhaps with downloads on at like a social media size with your watermark on it, right? They're two separate links. No one knows that the other exists and you can still create that perfectly tailored experience without it costing you more and without it taking more time uh, in your workflow. So I always say, leverage that to its maximum potential. Create a portfolio gallery for yourself, create a vendor gallery for the people that you want to work with every weekend and create an amazing client gallery um, for those you know who paid you for those beautiful photos. So, you know, leverage it, take advantage of it. And it's something that not a lot of people do. So there's another one. Okay. I like that. I like that viewpoint. And just the fact that you all are so receptive, so quick with responses, I think that people need to do that more with anything, not just uh, image distribution platform, like reach out and ask. If you don't ask, you you don't know. Like without us having this conversation, well, while we had this conversation, you told me about a feature I didn't know, and I've had it for about two years now. So just being able to be hungry to continue to grow your business and add things to your business is is just as is just as crucial to that. Uh, you you hit a nail right on the head. I think for a lot of creatives when they're first starting out their business, just something that they don't do is ask, right? They, we, we think we need to know it all. We think we need to have all the answers. How can we possibly do that? Like we're just getting started. Like we should be soaking things up like a sponge, asking anyone and everyone we meet, hey, what would you do differently? Or how, how can I do this better in your opinion? Or what am I missing, right? Like, what don't I know? Um, it, it's just huge. And there's so many things that just can be, given to you if you just ask, right? And it's one of the things that we did when we first started our business that I think really helped us avoid a lot of the, the pitfalls of, of early days was we got a mentor and we said, look, we know we're going to screw up. We know you've already screwed up. Um, how, how can you help us such that we screw up less, um, you know, kind of take us under your wing, uh, you know, mold us, shape us essentially, um, you know, where do we start? And I would say it was one of the things that helped our business uh, more than anything else in our first few years. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I literally preached that over and over and over again about finding a mentor. Um, I tell people all the time, uh, even if you don't think that you need a mentor or if you find that uh, you work better on your own, there's different ways that your mentor can help you. That doesn't mean you have to sit in a classroom format and going over everything step by step. You can just have somebody there to answer questions that have made the mistakes that you potentially are going to make or have made the mistakes and keep you from doing those things. 
Uh, that's how I've grown with my business. That's how I've grown with my skills as a photographer, um, finding mm-hmm. different mentors, not just one mentor, but as you mentioned, multiple mentors, having one specifically for business. That's their area of expertise, having a mentor on photography, on videography, on social media management. So the more people that you can learn from, the more you're going to grow as an individual and take the different parts that are going to make you a better person. 100%. I, I think, you know, if, if I had unlimited resources, I would always be spending as much as I possibly could into education, into personal growth, into finding those people who are better at those things that I want to be better at. Right. Um, I have a friend who he's like, I have no budget for personal growth because anything and everything that I can afford to invest into myself, to get myself to the next level, I'm going to do. So yeah, absolutely right. It doesn't have to be, you know, a gazillion dollars. It could just be relationships. It could just be friendships. It could just be people who are, you know, three steps ahead of you rather than 30 or 40 or, you know, 10 years. Uh, Sometimes that's not super applicable. Right. Um, So it's finding the right group of people and then just, yeah, asking, being open to it and checking ego at the door. You'll you'll get so far. I agree. I agree. Um, So personal question to you, what are some goals that you want to see CloudSpot reach in the next, let's say, we're not even going to put a time frame on it. What are just some goals in general that you would like to see CloudSpot reach within the photography community? Absolutely. Uh, and, and it's, it's, we're actually having a, a whole team meeting uh, tomorrow and, and we share these goals and we share these values. Um, and basically, like I mentioned before, we, we use the, the value metrics that uh, are helping our photographers be successful in terms of gauging our own success. So uh, we, we always say on our side, we want the amount that photographers are selling through their galleries to be greater than the amount that they're paying every single month uh, for using the platform. We want CloudSpot to essentially be not just free, but just generating way more revenue for them than what it costs them. You know, So A, that makes it a no-brainer tool, but B, that makes it an asset into their business that allows them to catapult their success. Um, so for us, we're always looking at that and setting new and higher and higher benchmarks. So you know, the amount of photographers have sold through their stores with us has more than doubled every single year, year wow. over year. So we're always wanting to keep track of that. Uh, it's not because our it's not because the number of photographers using it are are like 10x, you know, that amount. It's actually tracking, you know, more or less the same. So photographers are selling more and more on the whole um, with every gallery that they deliver. And, and that's a, a huge success for us. Um, and, so, and then on the other side of things, you know, we are working to make CloudSpot the only tool that a photographer will need uh, to be successful in their business, full stop. So, you know, we're not just, you know, in our minds stopping, you know, here and here in terms of what photographers need or what they do. We're broadening our vision and our scope Um you know, kind of one concentric circle at a time uh, in the photographer's world uh, and who they work with. Um, and so there's some big goals related to that. And we're excited to share a huge chunk of that uh, mission uh, within the next couple of months. Okay. Okay. That's great. And I really think you're knocking the ball out the park when it comes to the needs of photographers um, and making it easier for them to communicate with social media, communicate with other people included in the actual workflow of a professional photo shoot or anything like that. But my other question is, 
I know that you said it's built for photographers and all of those things. And it has been, and it definitely is true. But what about for the photographers that also do things like on the video side or for videographers? Like, do you have any plans in the future for maybe including an easy streamlined way for videographers to also upload stuff and not have to use things like we transfer or, you know, um, things like that, because I think you guys are doing an amazing job on the photography side. Have you ever had any thoughts about dabbling into the video side as well? Yeah, we, we have, uh, it's been a feature request, uh, from a growing group, uh, our, of our user base, you know, before I did a couple of years ago, it was a small trickle from a few folks who were dabbling, but I, I believe, especially as more and more social media platforms, are optimizing for video, you know, Instagram, for example, like, right. Everyone's freaking out because they're optimizing for reels and they're changing the user interface to be more video centric. You know, we photographers are kind of like freaking out a little bit, but it's not going to change. And they've been very clear about that. So um, as, as the lines blur more between photography and videography and how we can serve clients in both of those ways, um, we a hundred percent, you know, classified as a business, I think would be doing a disservice to creatives if we didn't respond in kind to allow them to streamline that in one way or another. So uh, with that said, video is a whole other animal and a whole other beast, just on oh, the yeah. business side, like putting my, my business hat on for a second. Um, but there are, you know, compared to like two, three years ago, there are way better tools and resources out there for us to utilize to better benefit those who need those things. So uh, while it's not on the, hey, it's coming next week type of list uh, for us, it's definitely within, you know, the coming years uh, for us to definitely tackle head on. Uh, and I think if we, if we don't push it, we're going to be pulled into it no matter what anyways. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that because if you could do everything that I need for client distribution in one platform, you'd be saving me so much money because <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry about any of that stuff on the video side. So that would be amazing. A hundred percent. Yeah, you can inject videos that are hosted elsewhere into your client gallery experience as of right now. But in terms of like uploading, hosting and then allowing for download directly through, um, that's definitely where I feel we can innovate and really add additional value. I agree. And I know you guys are going to make it happen. Like I have no doubt in my mind about that. Um, but with you saying that, like not rolling out next week or anything like that, do you have any new features that you don't mind sharing that you do have on the on the board that are going to be released kind of soon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that we did just release recently was our packages feature. So when you set up your store, you now have the ability to create and sell you know, bundles of products at a flat price. That's definitely something that's been requested for years. Uh, and we knew was a key to unlocking uh, a lot more revenue for certain types of photographers, like um, family portrait, uh, school photographers, things of that nature, right? Um, so that was a big thing that we got across the line uh, a couple of months ago. Um, something that we're working on in the shorter term, uh, we're working on adding PayPal for uh, our international photographers, so having that as another means for them to accept payments. So that's currently in the works right now. Uh, we're about to release a, a more streamlined checkout experience in uh, the gallery store and also more of like an order status page uh, for your clients to always know exactly where their orders are at without them having to bug you. So kind of, again, taking some work off of your plate. Yeah. And uh, we love that. It's coming. We love that. Make it simple, make <laughs> uh, it easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially as busy season is here and uh, you know, we want to try and you know offload that work for you. So those are things all coming within like the next few weeks, um, something coming within the next month or so. Um, 
that I'm really excited about. And it's probably just the nerd in me uh, freaking out about it. But uh, as far as our store, we're adding augmented reality previews to your store for your clients. So uh, if you're selling a print or a canvas, something that's going to take up a a decent chunk of space on your client's walls, right? It's really tough for anyone, myself included, to be look at a wall and go like, oh yeah, a 16 by 20 will totally be the size that's right for that. Or a 24 by 36 actually should be what it is. So what we're going to give photographers the ability to provide to their clients is something only that trillion dollar companies have been able to do thus far, like Amazon and Apple. So in your client's shopping experience, after they click on that canvas, like they select that image that they love, they select that canvas size that they think is going to fit their space. They're going to be able to click a button in their gallery that says view this in my space and will literally allow their phone to project that canvas on their own wall in that space that they're looking to fill Um, in real time and they can bring their phone close to it. They can walk all around it. They can see the weave of the canvas and even the staple on the back of the canvas if they want to. Oh my Um, goodness. That's a game game changer. (laughs) It is super cool. I've been testing it all week uh, and it's been in, it's been in the works for over a year now. Um, And yeah, nobody in our space has ever done that before. Um, It's been reserved for the big companies and we can't wait to give it to photographers as a service that they can provide to their clients to set themselves apart that much more. Yeah, you guys are rocking and rolling. I, I'm blown away because um, even just from the notifications that you get on the top, like, hey, you know, we got this feature added, like, hey, you guys should check this out. So it's like, oh, well, of course, I'm gonna click it. I want to know what it is because it might help me to make more money. <laughs> so you guys definitely are hitting all of the points that photographers need to know about um, how to better push their business. And I, I just really wanted to do this episode because I want more people to know there's not just one method of doing things for your business as a photographer. Like there, there are so many things that you can add that make things easier for you. And even though, yes, you're kind of doing the work, I consider you guys as a sense of outsourcing because you're doing the heavy lifting in the back end. I don't have to go back and compress or resize an image to make sure my client gets something that's going to be a too big of a file. I don't have to go and create an online store on my website. It's right there in, in their phone, the mobile app version that comes on the phone. That's a big feature I love too, how they can just click on and they say, wow, you have your own app. You know, me, I just say, yeah, I, I made my own app, you know. Good, so it, good, like good. you said, it makes me feel like <laughs> it makes me feel like the superhero. And that just makes things so much easier with the business. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when you look like that rock star to your clients, that that is a win for us. And we are happy to make that happen and do all we can to make more of those opportunities come about. So 100%. And yeah, I, I would say, you need to be looking for ways. And the phrase that, that I used before we started uh, you know, recording was, you know, buying back your time. Because, you know, as a creative and as most photographers are solopreneurs, right, you're having to learn, you know, how to be better with your camera, but also how to better run your business, right? And those are two very daunting full-time tasks in and of themselves, right? So you need to be looking for the tools. You need to be looking for the services and looking for the ways uh, to buy back your time such that you can have a life that you can balance this whole journey, you know, as best as you possibly can uh, without burning out. Cause I'd say that's one of the things that photographers can face more quickly than anything else is that burnout. And it's usually, uh, as, as I say, most businesses don't die from starvation. They die from indigestion. Mm. Uh, and for photographers, 
I, I, no truer statement uh, have I ever felt uh, when I was in the thick of it with my business because I felt like I had to do so much. I felt like I would do this and this and this and this. And it's that indigestion. And oftentimes that's what will kill you. Yeah. Being the editor, being the photographer, being the marketing agent, you know, being the counselor, all, all of that tied into one. <laughs> when you don't have the luxury to outsource all the time in the beginning, it gets overwhelming. I think burnout occurs so more so in the beginning. And as you get more experience, as you get more resources, it gets a little bit easier. But you have to make sure that you're constantly moving and constantly growing to get rid of that indigestion, as you call it. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and I'll say once you have removed what you think is a bottleneck in your workflow and in your business, it doesn't mean that all the bottlenecks are gone. More oftentimes than not, it just means that the bottleneck shifts. It moves somewhere else, right? Like there's stress and there's pressure no matter how you shake it, right? So it's like, oh, if I only had 25 more shoots a year, all my problems would be solved. That That's not true, right? <laughs> it's not true on the software side of things as we grow. It's not true on the photography business side of things as you grow. It's just stress and strain gets shifted and it gets moved, but that's okay. That's, that's part of entrepreneurship. That's part of the challenge. And, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here and we wouldn't have signed up for these journeys if that part didn't excite us and if we weren't capable of handling that as we got to it. You know? Absolutely. I agree. Um, on the business side of things, like uh, what are some things or what is uh, just in general, one tip that you can suggest to photographers that you feel that they're overlooking? Because, yes, it is tough because you have to focus on being a skilled photographer. You have to learn the sides of business. But like what are some business tips that you can recommend to photographers that are just getting started that want to grow their business as a photographer? Hmm. That's a good question. There's, there's lots of places that we could talk about, right? Um, I, I would say first and foremost, it's, it's gaining clarity on what your goals are and it's gaining clarity on how to reverse engineer what you feel you need to do to get there, right? So I feel like a lot of times, uh, and I'm still guilty of it. You know, I, I roll up to my desk, I plop down and I feel overwhelmed. Right. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like, where do I start? I've got this, that, the other, and all of a sudden, boom, your, your days to real, like, you know, and I feel like for photographers, sometimes in the early days, it's just groundhog day of that and that and that and that. Right. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not a year's worth of experience. It's three weeks worth of experience repeated. 30, 40 times, you know what I mean? It's not growing. Especially it's the same, uh, the same thing over and over again, the same clients, the same stuff they want, mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's being cognizant of that. That's kind of where we as humans and individuals default to, right? It's defaulting to that comfort zone. So I would say if you're ever stepping up to your desk and feeling overwhelmed, recognize first and foremost, catch yourself like, I'm lacking clarity right now, right? So going back to those goals, going back to the things that you've already kind of reverse engineered and say, look, I need to do this uh, in order to get to here, right? Well then, okay, then that brings clarity in terms of what you should be doing daily and weekly in order to reach that, right? Um, and oftentimes, and I say this to our to my team, more times than, than I can count, like we get success and we get momentum when we say no to more things than we say yes to. Uh, and especially as a solopreneur or someone first starting out, you have to guard your time. You have to guard your priorities, um, you know, tighter than ever before, because there will be so many demands that you feel like are being pulled uh, on you. Saying no is actually more empowering than saying yes to everything that comes along. So sometimes that's saying no to a client that you know that's not a good fit, 
right? Or to a type of shoot, right? And being true to yourself and going, hey, look, I'm not going to reach this goal because that shoot doesn't fit or that client doesn't fit with what my goals are. And that's really tough because that's, that's, that's income, right? And sometimes though, that's one of the best things you can do. It's an extreme case, but sometimes that's, that is the case. So that would be my recommendation, uh, kind of staying at a 10,000 foot view there um, in terms of gaining and maintaining clarity when you're feeling overwhelmed. In okay. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. You said um, knowing when to say no. And I don't think that's talked about enough. Everybody always talks about in the beginning, like, you know, get as many bookings as you can, you know, get them in, get them in, get them in. But it takes a toll on you eventually, like it starts to add up. And if you're always getting that client that you don't want, you're never going to get the clients that you do want because you're constantly Mm -hmm. attracting that. You're constantly using that, that energy and it, it sticks with you. So I I think more people do need to do that, like have the ability to say no, it's okay. You may lose out on that one client, but there's going to be five more that are going to resonate with you and they're going to make you want to actually enjoy what you're doing. 100%. And it's not easy, but if it were easy, then everyone would be doing it, right? Right. Everybody would be a photographer. Everybody would be a business owner. Nobody would be working a nine to five. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we, we signed up to do the hard things, right? And so it's just recognizing what those are and staying true to what your goals are for sure. I agree. Well, man, we are definitely coming up at the end of our time here. I don't want to take up all of your time and you've dropped so many amazing gems and you beautifully explained how CloudSpot can benefit photographers um, and anybody in the creative space. So I love being able to pick your brain on the business side, and I love being able to pick your brain about how CloudSpot can be utilized for other people. Absolutely. And, you know, thank you, Josh, for your support. Thank you just for the invite. And absolutely down to chat about more things like this anytime. This is a blast. Thanks. Not a problem. So for everybody listening, I am going to be including a discount link that is going to get you a discount on CloudSpot for your first year sign up with that. So, um, Gavin, thank you again for everything. And the last thing I'm going to ask, where can people find out more about CloudSpot and where can people find and communicate with you on a more... I guess, social basis. <laughs> well, uh, on CloudSpot side of things, which is definitely where you'll see and hear me more often than not, it's cloudspot.io. And I know your link will, will give them a special way to save extra on their first year with us. Uh, and, and let me sweeten the deal a little bit as well. Anyone that comes to us um, from your audience, uh, we'd love to also include free migration. So if they're moving from one place to another, if they got stuff living on another provider and they're just feeling stuck, uh, allow our team to do the heavy lifting for you and get all of those images uh, in a new home. So we'll, we'll add that on to the deal for them. How's that sound? That's awesome. I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes and uh, anybody <laughs> listening, you heard it here first photographers, make sure you get on that deal. That's a sweet deal. Cause I don't know how long he's going to give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You can hold me accountable, but uh, yeah, absolutely. So that's where you can find me on cloudspot.io. Uh, and like, like you'll tell everyone it's free to get an account. You get 10 gigs of free storage um, and you can play around and see firsthand you know, how this can level up your workflow and your client's experience. Yeah, I have no doubt about it. As long as people try it, it's going to work because, as you said before, it was built by photographers for photographers. And you stand by that statement. And I definitely believe in it, too. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, man. No problem, Gavin. So we're going to wrap up the episode here. So I hope that you all enjoyed the episode. I hope that we found you all found this episode useful. And I will catch you on the next episode of Shot and Chop. Peace. <laughs>